AEW.com reported on December 6, 2018 that Daredevil star Charlie Cox was caught by surprise by the show's cancellation. Quote, a lot of us really expected to keep going, and I certainly did. Unquote. Quote, the truth is, I felt like we had a lot of stories to tell, and although I understand the cancellation, I'm very saddened by that. Unquote. Quote, these characters mean a lot to people. It's weird to think there's a chance I won't be playing Matt Murdock ever again. That's a bizarre feeling, because that character has been such a huge part of my life for the last four and a half years. End quote. I'm Stargate Pioneer. I'm Haley, And I'm Lauren from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. A podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. So, SP, we know that several of the Marvel shows have been cancelled already, including Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and the topic of today's quick conversation, which is Daredevil. And we also know that there's a few shows in the Marvel Netflix stable being Jessica Jones and The Punisher, which are actually already in production for their next seasons. So I guess I'll start with, do you think that maybe the fact that those particular shows are already in production has maybe saved them from an early death here? (laughs) Because I'm thinking that maybe at least in the case of Jessica Jones, if that was not in production already, that one might have already been on the chopping block. So, At this point, I think it's a foregone conclusion. After The Defenders, which was mixed reviews, back, I loved it because I love any sort of team up and especially when you're doing a world building sort of thing, it's pretty cool. But it got mixed reviews and then they started canceling everything around it. Like Iron Fist was just terrible season one. Danny Rand actually was redeemed a little bit in Defenders and then apparently in season two, which I have not watched yet, admittedly, we're going to get to it eventually with Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is a podcast on the general Marvel universe. Apparently, from, with all the reviews that I've heard, Iron Fist season two was actually a lot better. But then you had the cancellation of Luke Cage and now now Daredevil, which nobody saw coming. Nobody thought Daredevil, especially with a strong season three, which again, I have not watched yet, but I, apparently it's been very strong. I think what's going on here is that Netflix is just getting rid of everything after it's been produced. So they're not going to say they're going to cancel it until it's out and people have a chance to watch it within the first, I don't know, we'll say 30 days, right? Because people binge watch stuff when it comes out. So they're going to want to maximize that. But I think if you know the industry, you know that both The Punisher and Jessica Jones are probably doomed at this point. I think it's due to a variety of reasons, which we'll probably get into in a little bit. I agree with pretty much everything you said there. So I thought I might start with a quote. And this was from Netflix, basically the team that was running the Marvel projects for Netflix. And this was to Deadline Hollywood or Deadline.com who actually broke the story. Quote, We are tremendously proud of the show's last and final season. And although it's painful for fans, we feel it's best to close this chapter on a high note. End quote. So that's basically coming right from the horse's mouth there, SP. Netflix believed that, although it's tough to hear that a show that was both acclaimed by critics and also loved by fans, and I think it's fair to say 
it was definitely the most appealing and strongest of those Netflix Marvel shows. I think that's I don't think that's an unfair thing to say about the other shows. I just think the Daredevil Netflix was better. Do you think that that's kind of sugarcoating exactly what's going on here? Oh, it's, you've already seen the best this show had to offer, so we thought it was the best thing to do was close it down nicely. Or am I just reading too much into that? Yeah, that's just such a tough thing. It's like almost like a knife in the back. Like we've given you this great thing and it is in a TV kind of format or a series format. So we could give you more, but we're not going to do that. And I think we're seeing a lot of the turmoil behind the scenes. Now, Disney slash Marvel has come out and said, this is not our call. This is definitely Netflix's call. But Netflix is sitting there. They're facing the origins of the Disney Plus streaming service, which I don't think directly impacts any of these shows. Let me be clear. I don't think it impacts them at all directly. I do think that there's secondary indications going on here. I think Disney pulling the rights to all the movies of the Marvel Cinematic Universe back into Disney Plus, they've stated that as of whatever date, it's going to change over. I think that's got Netflix hurting a little bit and they just don't want to invest in something that's not theirs. They want to invest in their own content. So when they're investing in something, although it's successful and it's theirs as far as they want to produce on it, I think there's a little bit of backlash going on from Netflix over to Disney saying, well, it's obvious where you want to go, but it's obvious that you're not going to include these because we haven't seen those, those, uh, indications within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, whether it's on the TV shows or if it's like the the movies themselves, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're just not seeing the tie-ins. So we're not seeing investment on your part in this. And because of that, we just don't think it's a strong contender for the future. So I think there's a lot going on with that. And I think there's a lot going on with Netflix wanting to proceed with their own owned quantities. We've seen that over and over again with TV series, right? Uh, something was canceled recently that wasn't, out. oh, yeah, that great series that I've talked before about on this show called The Expanse, right? So that was canceled by Sci-Fi because none of the rights were owned by Sci-Fi beyond the initial uh, distribution, the initial airing, in the United States at least. So I think we're seeing a little bit of that in Netflix. And because we're not, seen any of the ratings for these shows like netflix doesn't divulge how many people have viewed them then we're not really getting a sense of how successful or unsuccessful they are like, take a look at agent carter over on abc it was clear that agent carter had a very strong fan base but a very weak fan base for a main network and so abc canceled it even though it was one of disney slash marvel's darlings and that could be an issue too, but I don't think so. I think Daredevil definitely had a lot of fans for that series. Rolling Stone TV critic Alan Sepinwall said the following, which does apply, quote, The Marvel shows for Disney Plus are being produced by Marvel movie execs who do not like or get along with the Marvel TV execs who made Daredevil at all, end quote. So... That does speak to what you're saying, that Marvel, they're already obviously orienting whatever shows and whatever characters do come to Disney+, Plus, which is a streaming service, if I haven't mentioned that for everyone listening, and it's not quite ready as of November 
December 2018, but it is planned to be rolling out in 2019 from what I understand. It's the movie-level executives that are directly involved at the moment with the creation of these yet-to-be-disclosed shows for Disney+. And it's becoming more obvious through this... I don't think anyone was really, truly devastated across the board until Daredevil was cancelled out of the stable of shows. And now more of the dirty laundry is coming out, which I think you might also have hinted at a little bit there, SP, that Marvel's TV executives and their movie executives aren't on the same page whatsoever, from what I can gather. So have you heard that? Does that maybe apply to something like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which you're intimately familiar with, maybe as an example? Where do you think we go from here, knowing that the executives don't get along? And they haven't, from what I can tell, for quite a while. The cast themselves of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has come out more and more strongly over the past couple of years of, hey, we want to be included in this because they are literally part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, especially with Coulson, Agent Coulson, who is from the first movie, Iron Man. He was involved in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And the cast, when pressed, Chloe Bennett, is one of them that I remember, but it's not just her. It's been several of them have said that, yeah, the Marvel Cinematic Universe execs just don't give them the time of day. And part of it is because of the production issues between the Cinematic Universe and the TV Universe. It was very, very, very difficult for them to do the first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with that crossover into Captain America Winter Soldier in the middle or towards the end of season one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Very difficult for them to do. And then from then on in, it's been more of a cleanup action after the events of the movie. Uh, But since they're in the same universe, they have to reference what goes back and forth. And because of the production schedule of a movie, which is over a couple of years, versus the production schedule of a TV show, which every single episode is somewhere between like eight and ten days to shoot. And you have to do it in the year that you're doing it. It's just very hard. Like what, what happens if a major edit comes through? on a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. And then you've already got TV shows that are referencing what's been cut out. So I can see their production issues, but there hasn't been a lot of love between the two of them. And the cast of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has definitely been more vocal about it over the past couple of years. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., by the way, has been renewed by ABC even before the next season airs for the next season. If we drag what you were saying there a little bit back, maybe to Daredevil and apply some of the same ideas. Do you think that one of the things about the the Netflix Marvel characters and the shows themselves, which struck me as being making it feel removed from the universe, was the pace of a lot of these shows was incredibly slow at times, but they were also very adult-oriented. There was more adult content in those shows than any moment in any of the MCU, as far as I, as far as I'm concerned, and was it unrealistic that the TV executives could produce a product that was that looked the way it did and was scripted the way it was, and actually have a tie-in to maybe like the big blockbuster movies? They're kind of family-oriented at some level. Maybe not so much Infinity War because that was darker, but. Was there just a tonal inconsistency between the two universes that made any kind of crossover or introduction of those characters just an unrealistic proposition? 
I don't think it was unrealistic at all. In the comics, you have darker comics, you have lighter comics, you have funner comics, and you have comics that deal with very serious issues all across the board. It's possible to do. However, with that said, if you're trying to maintain a fan base at a certain level within your main product, you know, the product that makes all of the money, Disney paid $1.2 billion for Marvel, and they're trying to make their money back by basically making these huge movies which come with huge budgets because of the effects and the actors that require a lot of money between them. And so you're seeing some of that going on as well to fuel the fire. Even more Disney plus is going to be like a PG service. It's not going to be an adult service. You can't have these Netflix series as they are over in Disney plus. So that's another reason why the Netflix series, the daredevil, the defender series are not coming over to Disney Plus. It's just a, a whole different ratings issue. Uh, so while it would be a little difficult, you could still have the superheroes over there with their powers. You could still have the defenders come into uh, Avengers 4, for example, and you could see the effects of Thanos over on the defenders as well. You know, I would think this would be an all hands on deck thing, and they're all major characters in the Netflix or in the Marvel comic universe so you would expect to see them in something like an avengers 4 i mean marvel and disney have done a great job with infinity war i'm assuming they're going to do a good job of avengers 4 my personal opinion of uh, infinity war notwithstanding but yeah you do have a clash of universes there just like we haven't talked about this at all yet either marvel is in the process through disney of acquiring the the mutant rights back from Fox studios and who knows what their plan is to incorporate them. Now they don't have them yet and the deal's not final yet, but I'm banking on them banking on getting those character rights back. And that could be another reason why there is no love for the Netflix because, Hey, we have all these other characters to deal with now too. Not the normal type of episode that I would release, but just the visceral reaction from people around this cancellation was something I hadn't seen with all of these other shows that have been cancelled. This Daredevil one certainly has ratcheted the dialogue up a level of what is going on. This show is so good, how could you possibly cancel it? Particularly after what was a pretty astounding third season. So is there anything else that you'd like to source or maybe just, you know speculate about when it comes to these shows going forward or anything else in general you wanted to mention which may be marvel related before we get going for today sp yeah the final thing i'll throw into the mix that's probably outside the box and people might not be considering is disney which owns marvel property also owns star wars and recently there's been enough of a fan uh, backlash is a harsh term. There's been turmoil in the Star Wars fandom right now. And I think Disney has throttled back Star Wars because there's just too much out there at any one time. So they're not making as much money as they wanted to with these properties. And they spent $4 billion on Star Wars. So they're really protective of that IP. And they should be because it's a IP that's held near and dear to a lot of different people with like three or four different generations. So I think 
Marvel might be thinking the same thing with their IP and not wanting to really invest in extraneous stuff like the Defenders because they don't want burnout. And I think we're quickly approaching the point where you might get burnout. We've already seen it in the DC universe, probably because of the bungling of the movies over there. But Marvel has stood strong. And I think to be protective of that, they might think about throttling back a little bit so that they're not throwing too much out there. I mean, we could get into the whole Guardians of the Galaxy thing as well and where that stands and where that doesn't stand right now. I mean, Disney and Marvel are dealing with stuff in the Marvel Universe and in terms of production of the property. And I think this is just a note that they think is a, a stretch too far at the moment. And I think that should be into consideration with this as well. Once again, Disney and Marvel had no say in this whatsoever. It is a secondary conversation. It's it's a secondary factor of what's going on. It's not Netflix saying Disney is telling us to cancel it. It's just Netflix is taking a look at both their internal products and what's going on in Disney. And they're seeing the light and they're going, maybe we need to shut this down before it gets to a point where the product doesn't mean anything anymore because they have said, and correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, because you've done some research on here. They've said that the properties will still remain streaming on Netflix for a very long time. Yeah. So they want to be protective of this for the long term. Yeah. As per the original deal, which was a multi-series deal over a very long period of time, I think that that was signed or at least first proposed in 2013, and it's far from being done so maybe they are just trying to lock away these properties while they're strong while they have still have buzz and critical acclaim and all those things that netflix seem to be more and more fascinated with about having really highly acclaimed properties maybe they don't want a seven series burnout for these properties and there's obviously things that they're doing including making movies now that maybe are just far far more important to them long term because they own the IP for, you know, ad infinitum sort of thing, as opposed to at some point having to return that back to Marvel or Disney or whoever at some point in the future. Okay, SP, did you you want to let us know where you're from, where people can hear Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. might be the most appropriate if you're a fan of what you're listening to right at the moment? Yeah, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been a podcast on the Marvel Cinematic Universe since the inception of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so it's going on five years now. And that is over at the guineageek.com network. And it's a weekly podcast right now that I'm recording with three wonderful ladies that know a heck of a lot more about the Marvel Universe than I do. And it's been a joy over the past five years from the transformations of the Marvel Cinematic Universe of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well as Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is the podcast that I do. And that is also a network where this show is. And I'm proud to be a part of the network that has both shows on it. Hello there. If you're still listening to this, you're a prime candidate for checking out the Gunna Geek Discord server. Go to gunnageek.com discord and accept the invitation and you'll be able to speak to people like myself, SP, who you heard today, and all the other fantastic hosts from Gunna Geek. And I'll be brutally honest, I wasn't too sure how 
personally I felt about things like Discord up until about three or four months ago when I started using the platform. And it's really, really fun. And you get to just hang out with cool people. The way the platform works, you don't have to worry about trolls, etc. There's a gamification element that even that part of it is winning me over. And I'm not the most easily won over person. I tend to be a little bit serious a lot of the time. Gunnageek.com slash Discord and at Joshua C. Liston on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Okay, catch up.